Thank you for tuning in to Z Code Sports Betting Podcast. Let the show begin. Hey, David. It's great to finally have this conversation. I'm really excited because I feel like we've got a lot of topics in common. We have a lot of interests that we we both like. And um, without further ado, I just want to ask you about your personal background. Could you tell me where you're from and where did you grow up? Yes. Hello, Jake. For me, uh, it's such an honor to participate in in this podcast. I've been listening to it for so long and... uh, so many living legends have uh, have been here that uh, I'm just so honored to uh, to be able today to uh, to also uh, tell you a little bit about myself um, about my background. You know, um, I was born in France, uh, but actually my whole family comes from Dominican Republic. Uh, so I, I've lived in the Caribbean, uh, in uh, in the French Indies, in uh, Guadeloupe and Martinique. And I also lived uh, after that um, in Dominican Republic uh, for around 10 years. And when I finished high school, um, I knew that I wanted to leave. I didn't know where exactly. Uh, and I ended up coming to, to Lyon, France, where I've been living here um, for 11 years now. All right. Okay. So that's uh, Dominican Republic. What time uh, approximately? How old were you when you left? I left, I was 20. Okay, so there is a chance you possibly got some interest in betting back then as well. Well, I I I did I didn't know anything about uh, betting, but uh, the betting world is very very um, popular over there. Um, like you have in every corner, you have what we call the bancas, and it's like uh, local bookmakers where you can uh, you can wage on uh, baseball mainly and basketball. That's the mm-hmm. two main uh, um, two main sports people bet over there. And uh, I gotta say that yeah, um, well, Dominicans are very very uh, sharp when it comes to betting in baseball. <laughs> All right, is this um, out of curiosity? Sorry, excuse my uh, lack of knowledge on this, but. Uh, what's the main sport in the Dominican Republic? Baseball. Yeah, baseball is the national sport. Um, people follow a lot the local league. And uh, you have a lot of uh, f- part of, of uh, some of the biggest uh, MLB players uh, also who who come from there. Um, I can mention Manny Ramirez, um, Sammy Sosa, and uh, some legends Yeah, that have played in uh, in the MLB uh, coming from uh, from uh, Dominican Republic, so actually every every big team uh, from um, uh, from the MLB has a, an academy over there, and they go and, and, and hire young young kids from from a very young age. All right, so I'm guessing you didn't. Obviously, you said this. You didn't get any experience in terms of betting back in Dominican Republic, but you, uh, I'm assuming, you started betting back in Lyon, right? Exactly. Uh, to be honest, uh, I started here in France uh, because when I was in Dominican Republic, I didn't watch much, uh, let's say, popular sports. I was do I was uh, doing skateboard. I was surfing. I was doing this kind of stuff. So I I I didn't pay much attention to sports. 
uh, only like uh, the biggest games, you know, to be in in, in a bar watching it with the, with the atmosphere, like for example, the Clásico Barcelona versus Real Madrid or the the final series in uh, in the MLB. Um, the playoff in NBA, like I only paid attention in in those big moments, you know, where everyone is talking about it, everyone is hyped. But in France, when I when I arrived to to Lyon, I think it was around that time. Yes, uh, I remember that betting actually became uh, legal here in France. Uh, and it was uh, um, a big question about uh, should it be, shouldn't it be? And uh, so they ended up uh, legalizing uh, sports betting online uh, because before that, obviously, the the national lottery uh, orga organization was able to to take away. You were able to bet, but uh, in um, you had uh, very low choices. So mm -hmm. from that time, uh, they opened the um, let's say the market. Uh, but it's very, very restricted, actually. Um, like, you don't have minor leagues. For example, in, in soccer, in France, you only have um, league, uh, the, the first division of uh, European countries, the second division for some countries, and after that, uh, you have nothing. Um, the same as for tennis. Like uh, you have the the ATP main circuit, but then all the challengers, all the futures, you don't have any of that. Uh, just to give you an example, and um, uh, in addition of uh, restricting the the leagues, you also have like uh, a big big juice to pay, and that's because uh, they are very high taxes um done on the on the betting so I, I don't know if you have for for example a favorite to win at 1.5 uh in pinnacle or in in bet365 you will have it uh at 1.2 or or 1.3 it's a huge huge difference mm, yeah. uh yeah it's so dollars or 30 dollars on a single yeah, yeah. bet so that's exactly. a lot of money to to lose that's a lot, and and that's ridicule because they they have these taxes to pay for some um, I don't know association or some some help to people struggling, you know, people addicted to it. So that money comes go to to that to that kind of uh, of uh, of organization. But like I was telling myself, like if you can't win, it's it's very hard to win, you know, and it's even harder when you have that. So if you can win, of course you're gonna be frustrated, <laughs> and maybe you know, and maybe go crazy. <laughs> yeah, because they they basically taking away all of your profits. So exactly. it, it's it's a it's a ridiculous system in terms of <laughs> subsidizing the addiction. Or the yeah, addicts, exactly. At the same time, you know, taking away from people. Oh my God, uh, it's, that's like it. having a middleman. It's basically exactly. Just, exactly. Yeah, you're basically having a middleman who's taking a cut yeah. so they can distribute it somewhere else. But anyway, exactly. <laughs> so I, I hope someday uh, this will uh, this will end. But uh, because you have, we have like there are big names who are actually uh, here, like Unibet or Bwin. Um, but you know, it's impossible to to bet locally. 
or uh, like uh, the the only sport I actually now bet on these local uh, bookmakers is uh, cycling because uh, uh, it's uh, it's different and, uh, and and it's not so affected as uh, let's say soccer or American sports or tennis. So, what bookmakers do you use generally? Well, now I'm principally using two, uh, which is uh, Pinnacle that I access through Asian. What's the name again? Asian Connect. Uh, it's a broker actually. Uh, so I use that, and uh, I use Bet365 also that I'm not supposed to to be on to be in, but uh, I. Actually, recently discovered that uh, I've been uh, like uh, I've been uh, I haven't been you know um, taking profit from the fact that I'm Dominican. Like mm -hmm. uh, it came to me recently, like but I can go wherever I want, but I just have to use my other nationality, which is uh, mm -hmm. Dominican, and then every bookmaker is willing to open an account for me. Oh. Uh, yeah, I thought. Bookmakers were operating based on the laws within the country rather than your nationality. That's interesting. It's interesting, but you know, like uh, actually, if I didn't have a VPN, I would I, I couldn't access to the. Oh, to okay, the fair enough. You're using so a VPN I, in that yeah, case. I have the VPN, and in addition, I'm using like uh, like this second uh, nationality, which is useless normally for traveling or 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 stuff like that, but. Yeah. Uh, for the first time, I'm so happy to have it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Z-Code, right? I mean, you must have found it online or, I don't know, through a friend. But walk me through it. How did you and how and why did you join the community? Well, um, I was looking, you know, uh, at the beginning when, when uh, I started betting, I just opened um, a bookmaker account at every legal bookmaker account uh, possible in France uh -huh. because they had uh, these uh, bonuses that were very interesting. Um, so I, I, I opened one, one, one account at every one of them. So I ended up like with, with 12 accounts. And um, for some of them, uh, it, uh, the bonus rule changed. So some of them you have, let's say uh, you you open your account with a hundred, they will put an extra hundred, uh, but from those you will only get um, the 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 profit back, right? Mm. And uh, but some of them uh, like they give you a bonus, but but that you have to bet like uh, six seven times uh, to be able to withdraw it. Yeah. So for those one, I was like, okay, um, I was just, you know, I, I was just betting on my favorite teams uh, uh, at that time. But I was like, okay, if I have to bet six, seven times, I have to find uh, something that uh, helps me to actually win from these six, seven times. I will, I'm going, I'm going to be forced. Mm -hmm. So I was looking to different stuff on Facebook, actually, uh, looking for uh, groups, uh, pages, uh, people. And I realized, like, uh, like, like um, many of these pages, you know, they sell you the percentage, the win percentage, huge win percentage, but with uh, very, very low odd. And uh, that's where I, that's where I realized, like, okay, I just lost my money uh, betting on uh, on these favorites uh, at very low odds. So it it, it got me it got me very frustrated. Um, 
So I kept on looking and I just ended up actually in your page. I, I, I believe you had, uh, I don't know if it was a page or a group where you more or less uh, were giving your results uh, on your tennis system. Um, was it a tennis page? I, yeah, it was a tennis page, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I used to post uh, free bets there as well. Okay. Yeah, okay. it was uh, it was actually the Facebook one was very profitable for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So uh, I, I believe I I don't remember if it was Facebook or maybe it was Twitter, but I think it was Facebook. Mm -hmm. And uh, I saw that you were talk. Uh, you posted something about Zico. Uh, I don't know what it was. <clears throat> And it was, uh, you know, it was back around in 2014. Oh, yeah. A long time ago. Yeah, yeah a, a long time ago. And uh, that's, how, that's how I got in. Like, uh, and I, uh, I remember even talking to you uh, on Facebook. Like, I was asking you, like, uh, hey, uh, what system should I follow uh, and stuff? And, uh, and you were giving me some, uh, some advices back then. <laughs> Yeah, I'm definitely a lot less active on Facebook now, but yeah, um, yeah it was it's it's nice that you got us, uh, you got in through Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Back, you know, Facebook used to be very lively back in the days. Uh, yes. Especially like six years ago, it was a completely different community, and um, absolutely. Yeah, so you are obviously very interested in tennis. So am I. One of my favorite sports. So what got you into tennis? I'm assuming it's the the background. You mean you're surrounded by uh, a lot of tennis courts, which are apparently free in France. And, uh, you know, getting into tennis in the UK is a different story because you have to join a, uh, a club and a club, but, joining yeah. a club is really, really expensive. Um, but those are a lot more accessible in France. So... Yes, clubs are very accessible and, um, you know, like in France, every sport where you have French uh, people performing will be broadcasted a lot and will be, you, you, will, you will read about it on the news every day. So back in the days, <clears throat> uh, like uh, there were a lot of, uh, of, uh, of these guys uh, well ranked, you know, you had... Uh, uh, Gasquet, you had uh, uh, Tsonga, um, Monfils. Monfils yeah. So yeah, so it was. So I was looking a lot of uh, uh, at this, and um, and also because uh, Roland Garros is on free television. You know, you don't need cable to uh, to watch it, obviously. And mm -hmm. so that that's like the I, I I'd say maybe the third or fourth more uh, popular uh, sport here on. On TV, so I was watching a lot, and uh, and um, and I ended up betting on tennis because, like, you have so many options. Like, uh, you have a tournament every week uh, during the during the 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 season, mm. and um, also because I like the fact that you know it's an individual sport. Like, uh, I felt that I had uh, a better edge. Uh, on that, because of the high, of the high importance of psychology uh, into it, like uh, when you're in a bad day, uh, you can rely on a partner, you can rely uh, on your on your teammates, like it's mm. you alone. So you can lose against anybody. 
and I like that. Uh, having no, you know, not only the stats, the numbers, but also this uh, psychology uh, aspect to say, do uh, does this player need to win? Uh, have been have he been traveling? What's going on in his life? I don't know, you know, this kind of stuff. Um, so that's how I uh, how I began uh, betting on it. And it's um, very surprising when you follow them on social media, like Instagram, for example, and you see that they're having a bad day, then you can actually place bets against it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's true. You can see and um, and also like uh, you can also see from their body language on a court. Mm. Like you'll see you see any player having a bad day, you'll see how they how their body is, they're not motivated. You can say, okay, um, I know that maybe this player is going through something and uh, and uh, you also have news about uh, this player changing uh, coaches and stuff. And um, and yeah, so I, I follow a lot of this kind of info uh, to use it. And uh, I also like to watch uh, the coaches interview. Um, yeah. That's so interesting because they will give you a little insight on on uh, on what what can get the player upset, what can get the player uncomfortable, and uh, so yeah. So I use uh, that kind of information uh, quite often. You know what? One match comes to my mind is when Djokovic was facing Federer back in, I think it was about five years ago, four years ago at. Um, tournament in Monaco. It was either a semi-final or a final of that tournament and um, Djokovic was uncertain about his you know, um, physique. There was a question whether he was injured or not and I believe as it turned out his coach was giving an interview and he said he basically revealed about an hour before the match started that Djokovic had a, a dodgy wrist <laughs> and uh, there was there was a problem there, and obviously no one knew. The media didn't know. Um, it's not something that they, they generally talk about, but it's like you get that information from somewhere. Um, yes. And then you are like immediately, oh, you know, time to put money on Federer. And that's when I, I, I remember <laughs> releasing so many bets for people, and uh, we made a lot of money. Just like yes. uh, betting I, on Federer, guess, it was like, like ridiculous like, uh, odds. You're... Yeah, I guess if you're if you have this kind of info, you say, okay, I'm going to hedge Djokovic, obviously at uh, super good odds because uh, Djokovic is always going to be favorite, especially on that surface. Because if you say it was, uh, yeah, in uh, in Monaco, like uh, it's not it's not grass, you know, it's not the. <laughs> but uh, yes, and uh, actually, also this year, for example. Um, in uh, Roland Garros, I remember that uh, uh, Djokovic coach was like saying, "Okay, this is with the you know with the roof closed." Uh, he, he was basically saying that Nadal had no chances because he was uh, on a closed roof, you know. And uh, and when you know uh, how Nadal is and how his pride is so big, I was like, man. This guy doesn't know what he just did, you know. I was like, I'm going to go on Nadal because I know he's gonna be so heated up with the, the, the coach saying before the game who is going to win. Like, 
any game can be uh, can be predicted like this before, you know, especially from. Yeah. I did some digging and I found the match. 2014, it was uh, Monte Carlo. Wow. Um, and uh, Roger Federer won 7 5 6 2. So crazy. that was the match <laughs> six years crazy. ago. So that, that is just an example of how you can analyze tennis. Just get that one piece of information and then it's going to lean towards totally. you know, a, even a much weaker player, but much stronger in this specific scenario yeah yeah exactly and that's also why i i i, I um i uh, i love a lot uh, i love uh, this game is because uh, like uh, um the underdogs have have like a big shot every time you know and and there are guys who are always there to shock uh big players and um and you can see from the stats uh people i don't know like uh, you know uh, dustin brown mm. like crazy I love guy he, he he loses every challenger uh, game but then every time he's facing uh, better ranked he 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 very often uh, does well like at least um holding the holding his serve to to get a high uh, a high scoring game and uh, another thing about tennis is obviously the the um, the lot of of stats av uh, available. Like uh, uh, it's crazy. You can find stats on anything. Um, and I just read uh, I read something very interesting last week uh, talking about stats. Is that uh, there was this guy predicting that. Uh, that maybe in two years or something, every big player will have a statistician into his team, um, because this this is stuff that pe that they look after the game. Like, okay, uh, you had this percentage on second serve, you had this. It's that uh, people work. They work a lot of, of that. And the guy said, like, uh, you know, the difference uh, of uh, points won between uh, Richard Gasquet and Roger Federer. It was like uh, uh, Richard Gasquet is 52% of uh, every uh, game won, and Roger Federer is 54% of every game won. Like you have 2% of difference and 20 Grand Slams of difference on that <laughs> on those 2%. That's that's just crazy. <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned Dustin Brown as well. Uh, one story comes to my mind, obviously, of his. Um, his beginnings because they were very humble he used to travel around europe in a camper van and he lived inside of it and he went from one itf tournament to another and that's how he built his ranking up by just basically living in a no in a camper van <laughs> i didn't know that i didn't know that at all i discovered him actually uh, against nadal in wimbledon i don't know if you oh. remember that game where nadal he was struggling a lot at that time yeah, he lost to him like doing all his funny stuff he does, you know, like a lot of uh, of uh, dead shot and stuff. He, he's crazy. He's so funny. I follow him on Twitter. I'm always laughing at uh, at everything. A great guy, great personality as well, and yeah. a lot of it comes from the fact that he never had a coach. So if you notice that he never has anyone in his stand. Uh, even at Grand Slams, because he's just basically self-trained. Neither I didn't know that neither. <laughs> That's <laughs> so, crazy. 
Yeah, he's, that's why he's very unpredictable. You just never know when he's going to have a good day or not. Yeah. Crazy guy. So you are also running your own personal system, which is called See the Future and Hedge It. Can you tell me what it is about and how, how it works? Um, yes, uh, in tennis, uh, I have uh, uh, two main, main systems um, running. Um, so this is one of them, uh, see the future and hedge it like, uh, I just, yeah, I just, it came to me, uh, thanks to the, um, the draw system that, uh, has been so popular on the wall. Um, I was like, okay, uh, I bet a lot on, on odds over three in, uh, in, um, in tennis so uh i was like uh, this 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 kind of progression might work on tennis so and i also was uh, since uh from a lot of time i was uh betting on on future so the idea is to combine uh, like uh future uh pigs with the um, with the underdog progressions so I, I, I would choose uh, two, three or four um, guys that have uh, big chances for me to win, given the recent performance, um, but not the favorites, you know, not the favorites to win that are very uh, low rank, like uh, around five or so. No, people at least 10, 15 odds. Um, so that gives me the chance to to run the progression on the players. Uh, they are going to to win again to um, to play against when they are the favorites. So, for example, if you have a Rublev to win the tournament at fifteen, uh, that's a high price. But then, uh, no, that's a very good price. But then. Uh, some of the of uh, of the guys he will encounter, um, he will be the big favorite. So we will have uh, a big odd on the opposite guy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that's uh, that's the principle of the system. Um, is is uh, is that is uh, choosing some guys and then hedging them uh, at every step when they are favorite. Okay, so. I'm assuming you you're using different bookmakers for this because you would easily get banned if you were to utilize only one bookmaker. Yes, exactly. So I'm using um, some um, French uh, bookmakers, mm-hmm. uh, Winamax, BetClick, um, and I'm also using Bet365. And uh, Bet365 is very good for the future. Like uh, because you can you can even bet on, bet on those uh, when the tournament has already started. Like from one day to the other, uh, you can see who is still there and uh, and, and 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 still plays um, future bets, which is uh, which is not the case of every of every bookmaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, so those are the one I use and Pinnacle, of course. So I'm kind of curious about 2020 because this was a very very strange time for tennis and I'm guessing all the other sports to be honest Um, there was a lot of downtime so even betting on the the futures as you are uh, it would be really hard to predict uh, 
who is going to perform well because of the you know physique a lot of people couldn't get outside exercise was kind of restricted by the government and so on so how did you find the season in general did you place a lot of wages this year or uh, you were just sort of staying back and just watching the action i actually I, I actually placed a lot of uh, of wagers, and what is interesting about me is that I've been away from betting, from from betting, uh, let's say, uh, at this rhythm uh, for a long time. Um, I even was uh, off from uh, from Zico from, from for some years, and when the first lockdown came, you know. Uh, like uh it was hard to to find something to do like uh my main job activity was uh uh was down and um so i had to find stuff you know so uh it's funny because a lot happened this year like uh, i created my own uh, real estate company uh, and I'm, I'm quitting my job and I was like, okay, I remember that uh, back in the days uh, I could actually make some extra money uh, from Zico because at that time when I got in, I was a student, you know, so I was just uh, uh, like uh, following this uh, so many systems in, in Zico allowed me to, to, to make a little extra money monthly. And um, so I was happy about it. So, uh, but at that time, you know, I I very quickly also became uh, like uh, overwhelmed, you know, because I wanted I wanted to jump in every system. Like, hey, <laughs> I was on the wall like twenty four seven. Everything I saw, I was like, I'm getting on it. I'm getting on it. <laughs> so uh, at at some moment, it was too much, you know. So I uh, I stepped back and um, but you know now that uh, that years uh, have have uh, have gone by and uh, and that I'm older I was like okay let's get back in um and 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 do this like uh, for uh, for for uh, for a good extra revenue you know uh, monthly so I so when the first lockdown was over and sports were slowly coming back I was like, okay, this is the time. So I got back in Ziggle. Actually, I was I got back in Ziggle at the end of August this year. And uh, so, but uh, I was, uh, yes, I was betting a lot on on, uh, on tennis. And um, the season, well, the season is strange, <laughs> but uh, obviously this. This strangeness, I like it, you know, because uh, I mainly uh, I mainly bet on underdogs in uh, in tennis. That's uh, that's what I love. Like because you have double satisfaction when the when the player wins. Like, uh, haha, it shocked you, right? And also you 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 get good benefit, right? Mm -hmm. So for underdog um, betting, it was a very good year, actually. Um, for example, I can remember uh, making a lot of money in uh, in Roland Garros uh, in WTA with uh, girls like uh, Podoroska, um, uh, the Italian. I, I don't remember um, her name, um, but yeah, uh, and Sviontek, people that uh, players that uh, that that were not expected to perform that well, you know, and uh, and that and, and who went so far. Mm. 
Um, you also had, you know, players that were were on fire this year, like uh, Rublev. Well, at the end, he, he was uh, getting tired, which is normal because he, I think, he went to every tournament he could find. Uh-huh. He played so many games uh, this year. Um, but yeah, it was weird, you know, without the public. Like, uh, I can't even. I can't even imagine now. Uh, it's hard to imagine now a game like with uh, you know with every points like you have wow the crowd going crazy uh, because I was watching this you know uh, without public. Uh, it was uh, a weird year and uh, a weird year also to not have uh, like Federer playing in any because he's he's my favorite uh, <laughs> uh, tennis player. Um, but yeah, and uh, and also, well, you know, uh, the good part is that we got to, well, we got to see someone else uh, getting a Grand Slam with the uh, with the U.S. Open this year. Yeah, finally. <laughs> yeah, finally. So, in part, uh, 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 partly because uh, Djokovic did this uh, this crazy thing <laughs> of uh, throwing a ball to. <laughs> to the to the, to the line umpire, but yeah, um, I think he would have beaten him as well. I don't think Djokovic would have won on clay. Uh, no, I, I'm talking about the U.S. Open. All oh, right, yeah, of course. Yeah. Sorry. So maybe, uh, maybe if, uh, we don't know, you know. But I think that uh, you know that this is a time now where. I think some some of these uh, new guys uh, are to be taken very seriously now. You know, um, it was the case before, but uh, I think that now, um, well, with Federer cl- clearly slowing down because of his physique, mm. um, Nadal, well, on clay, he's still going to be so hard to beat. But I think that uh, uh, that Dominic team team really has a has an edge. He can do it, you know. Mm. And uh, yeah, uh, if uh, if this guy, if uh, Daniel Medvedev stays strong uh, mentally, he's he's crazy, man. He's just uh, it's weird to see him play because he he has a weird uh, body movement, yeah, yeah. weird style. But uh, he's so good. He runs everywhere. Good serve. Good returns. Crazy guy. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I was like thinking of Dominic Thiem uh, for some reason I thought he won French Open but of course he won US Open <laughs> yeah 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 uh, but anyway uh, on a different matter do you think this is the year I'm upcoming 2021 of course is that we're going to see a different number one other than Novak Djokovic Nadal or Federer because I'm looking at the the table for 2020 end of and we're seeing the likes of the guys you mentioned which is well Dominic Thiem is kind of older he's 27 now but yeah yeah, Daniel Medvedev 24 obviously Stefano Tsitsipas 22 Zverev 23 Rublev 23 you know it looks like this is finally the time where you're gonna see some of these new gen guys breaking through to the top 10 and actually staying there and beating the likes of Nadal, Djokovic, and so on. Because, well, these guys have been dominating for yeah. 
a decade. <laughs> yeah. I think that uh, there is still there is still a little step to be taken and it's actually being constantly being because every every one of these guys they can beat uh, the top uh, three you know they can beat Nadal they can beat Djokovic they can beat Federer but what we have yet to see is them beating these guys on uh, five sets uh, games you know consistently and that's why I think that I I don't think that we're going to see uh, a new number one I don't think it's for this year but I do think that uh, that the Grand Slams won't be uh, monopolized by these three guys <laughs> that's a nice way to put it <laughs> monopoly <Yeah. laughs> exactly <laughs> uh, so all right so kind of moving away from from tennis i want to ask you about stuff within the community what tools do you use within zcode to make your analysis well i use uh, a lot uh, the the game predictions you know uh, under the um, under the um, the under the wall you know uh, i use the scores predictor um especially uh, the value bets um with kelly uh, kelly criterion um and uh, i use uh well i use a soccer body that i didn't know the first time i got in zico but uh, that is just insane uh with uh, so many guys uh giving their their angle and their their strategy to use it um such as uh anonymous uncle tito uh mete uh so yes uh, i use that one a lot and uh, obviously the the line reversals all right and is there anything that you use outside of the community as well um Yes, I well, I use uh, like I said, I use social media, <laughs> <laughs> and I uh, I I also use for tennis. I use a tennis explorer mm -hmm. um, just to, to to collect stats. Okay, so I'm gonna ask you a very generic question that you may have heard from other podcasts, but I do like to hear other opinions. So, how do you go about a negative streak? About a negative streak, huh? That's uh, <laughs> that's uh, that's something we all have to go through. Um, I've 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 learned the hard way, really the hard way, not to chase losses, uh, to stick to the plan. And now uh, I gotta say that when I'm on a positive, when I'm on a negative streak, uh, on a losing streak, all that I think now is that uh, the winners are above. The winners are coming, you know, and uh, that's what's, what, what, what keeps me concentrated uh, and still doing my stuff, especially when, uh, when I have a back test and, uh, and, uh, and stat to prove that in the long term it'll be successful, you know. Mm -hmm. so, uh, so, yeah, I, I think I, I try to... I try to concentrate more and maybe uh, cut the noise 
got any outside influence that uh, may, may may make me doubt of uh, of my um, of my approach or of my numbers and uh, keep keep fighting because the winners are above that's what i say myself i tell myself all right and as for the community there's a lot of people inside it who do you follow from all of the experts if anyone uh, yes yes of course of course i follow especially now that uh, my two main uh, sports that, that i handicap myself uh, tennis and cycling uh, are off i follow well i i follow a lot but i follow yeah i follow the um, chess master uh, for soccer also um Mickey for soccer too, live soccer. Um, I follow Brandon on whatever he posts uh, because, uh, yeah, this is, a, this is a guy that really, maybe you know, uh, guys like uh, like you and Brandon. But but back then was the you were the two people that made me think like, okay, this this is serious stuff. Like you really can make it uh, in sports. So yeah, and also on US Sports, Christopher and B the Butcher that I uh, discovered just uh, last month that I didn't I didn't I didn't recall from uh, from back then. Um, Albert Albert twenty three on uh, on tennis also. By the way, uh, you ha you haven't been posting tennis lately. <laughs> yeah, I, I I did take I did take twenty twenty off because they're instability was not for my liking to be okay. truly honest with you and also there was a lot going on in life and outside yeah. of it and aside from it i've been sort of focusing on the podcast as well just All to right. get to know the members a bit better cool cool <laughs> so i follow jake when uh, he's uh, <laughs> when he's posting <laughs> All uh, right. um those are the yeah i say those are the main but um some days I'll jump on on whatever is going on live because uh, like uh, I don't have uh, any live system on of my own, so I follow uh, Nikita, um, Panda, uh, yeah, so uh, many guys. All right. So you're a guy who likes to tinker with information and stuff. Uh, social media are you putting this into some sort of a system for 2021 or are you working on something this is a very general question yeah <laughs> i uh the the system that performed the best this year uh was uh, the my system called biggie first set for tennis which is basically betting on over nine and a half ten and a half and 20 and 12 and a half for the first set only. Um, so this this one was, was really good. It generated around uh, 150 units in two months. Um, and I really think there's there's ways to auto, to automate this one. Um, I have to know what information to take and uh, how the z lab can can uh, can help me on that but definitely this is something uh, that i need to work on um 
so yes, this is uh, this is something that that I might be launching uh, on twenty twenty one. All right. So yeah, if you have any ideas, you can always forward them to ZLab, and the guys will uh, take the information and possibly turn it into a an automated system of some sorts for you, or you know, a new tool depending on uh, the requirements. Yeah, exactly. I, I I still I still have to to work like what info I want to take, what info I I want, what the stats, and uh, and then I I will work on it with uh, with Uzilla for sure. Cool. All right. So we've covered pretty much everything. I think it was yeah. a, it was a great conversation. Thank you so much for that, David. Oh. Thank you for your time. Thank and, you. Uh, Thank you for listening to our Z-Code Sports Betting Podcast, where insider systems, secrets, and tools are revealed to help you win on sports betting. If you have a comment or question, make sure to visit us at www.zcodesystem.com. Download our free sports prediction tools and join our VIP club to follow winning systems from people who make a living betting sports professionally. And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. See you next time.